We have everything that we need. God, you told us if we call on you, Father God, you will answer us. And you will show us great and mighty things that we don't know. So, Father God, as we call on you tonight, God, we thank you that you have already answered us. And we thank you for our helper, our teacher, our standby. We thank you for the one that walks alongside of us, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we know that you are here. So we thank you for illuminating the word unto us tonight. We thank you that we get so much illumination that it penetrates our very being. And it comes out of our mouth like a two-edged sword, like a fire that devours everything around us, and like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. And Father, I thank you for giving me another opportunity to bring forth your word, your teaching unto your people. And I thank you that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, because I have been crucified with Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Is everybody finished with the test? Who still have a test? Okay. I think Jamie coming out with his. We're going to um, start back from dealing with membership. But I want to say this to make sure all of us are on one accord. We want to make sure that when we come into Bible study, into CLEM, it is helping us to get prepared for what God has already given us. It's helping us to get what we already have. So as we get it, we can go out and share it with others. We just don't come up in here just to look at each other. And it is nice to see one another. Amen. But we come up in here to get taught so we can go out and do the Great Commission. We did not come up in here just to stay between these four walls. So everything that you're getting, you're getting it for a reason. Not only for you, but you're getting it to help someone else that do not know what the word of God says about the pattern of God, the way that God does things. And God does things according to his kingdom. And that's the way that we want to do things. So we're coming in here to get the word from the Lord so we can take it out of this building and to help someone else that do not know him. So we've been talking about membership. And I know the test that you have, some of y'all thought you was only going to give me one answer. But that test is five answers with five scriptures. It's five answers with five scriptures because we went over um, what are the responsibilities of being a church member. And I gave you five different things, I believe. Um, no one is holding a test, right? <laughs> so those five different things was, the first one was, you have to submit to those that are in leadership. You know, that was in Hebrews 13, um, um, verse 7, verse 17. But I think I gave y'all just one verse. And also I gave you 1 Peter, the fifth chapter. And then we use accountability was another one. And that was in Acts, the second chapter, where they uh, would come together up under the apostles' doctrine. And they would come in fellowship. And fellowship was another one, um, Hebrews 10. Nobody didn't get all those. Some people look like you ain't never had it. But we went over these things, and we went over commitment. Um, you know, being committed to the body of Christ. Because whatever position that you hold, you want to be committed you don't just want to leave the church and knowing that you're leaving that position open because every joint, what, supplies. We also went over discipline and correction in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. These are all the things that we went over with your responsibilities as being a member in the body of Christ. Amen? So don't feel discouraged. Go back over it. Get it into your heart because these are some of the things that we need to know. When people don't understand membership, they pop in and pop out when they feel like it. And they do what they want to do when they want to do it. And, and they do not understand that when you're not in your position, then you're leaving that position wide open. And we want to be committed when we come into the body of Christ because every joint do supply. So when that foot is not here. The rest of the body know that foot is not here, right? 
When that hand is not here, the rest of the body know that hand is not there. When one of them eyes are not there, the rest of the body know that eye is missing. And when that eye is going through, the rest of the body go through because of the eye, because of the foot, because of the hand. So every joint plays a part in the body of Christ. So when you're missing in action, the body of Christ do go through because that part is missing. Amen. So I'm going back over this tonight because we went back, we went over a lot. And I know when we go over a lot of things, sometimes when you get a test, you're trying to cram all of those things in with what we went over. So I'm going back over this. Wrong reasons for leaving the church. Now, remember, when I go back over this, you're going to have a test on this. And if y'all really think about it, I'm giving you the answers. I give you the answers. When I say, what are the responsibilities of members? That's my title. Then I'm going over the responsibility. I'm giving you the scriptures. That's the test. So that's why you have to pay attention to what's being said. Don't he say, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Why? Because they are what? Life unto all those that find, was it life? Help me out. And health to all the flesh. Amen. So the word of God is here to help you. So we want to make sure that we get the word of God. So let's talk again about the wrong reasons for leaving the church. One of the reasons that people leave the church is because how many know your sins will find you out? So we as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are responsible for one another. Did you know you, you're responsible for your brother and sister? I don't care what color they are. I don't care what language they speak. You are responsible for your brother and sister. You know, in school, when brothers and sisters, they go to school. And when that uh, brother see that sister getting beat up on or picked at, that brother going to step up there for that sister, right? The sister going to step up there for the brother because they're showing accountability for one another. We as the body of Christ, and we're believing in the same thing, have the same mind. When we see sin amongst our brother and sister, we should be able to go to our brother and sister because you're getting taught these things. And you should be able to go to them and you should be able to tell them, hey, I want to bring this to your attention. I want to remind you of who you are now that you're in Christ. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You know, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new in your life. So what you're doing now don't represent who you are. But what you're doing now is representing who, where you were before you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So you're reminding them of who they are in Christ. Now, some people will leave the church when you're bringing them the truth, the word of God, because some people say, you're not my mama. You're not my daddy. You don't tell me what to do. I'm saved. I'm, God still loves me. So even if they come at you in that manner, you're doing what the word of God tell you to do. So some people will leave because you're coming to them and letting them know what's going on in their lives. And we went over this in 1 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Y'all know when it was a uh, guy in the church, which was the son. Uh, he had a father. This father was married to a woman, which was their stepmother. He was having an affair with the stepmother. People in the church knew what was going on. Leaders knew what was going on. Nobody brought correction to that son. So they was boasting on it. When you don't bring correction in the body of Christ, that means that we're boasting on fornication in the church. We're boasting on somebody lying. We're boasting on somebody being intoxicated. That means we're proud of that thing because we're not telling them that's not who you are. That's, that, that does not represent God. That's not the character of God. But when we come to them, we want to come to them in meekness. We want to come to them in love. We don't want to condemn them. We just want to make them aware. Have you forgotten who you are? This is who you are. So this is accountability. This is one thing we talked about, about being accountable in the body of Christ, one to another. We don't leave our brother and sister out there in something that Jesus freed them from. I don't know about you. I know if anybody in here have went through something in their body and you got through that in your body, you no longer have that pain. 
How many would want somebody to go through what you went through? Who? You wouldn't. If you went, were going through in depression and you got free from that depression, would you walk by a brother and sister that's just laying around, that say their life is over when you know what God has done for you? You want to go there and you want to encourage that brother and sister in Christ. You want to let them know you already made it because I made it. See, we want to encourage one another. We don't want to leave nobody. It don't matter how nasty they are. It don't matter what they did or how they do it. The love of God that's in you will have you ministering to your worst enemy when they're in trouble or when they're going through. You can't even walk past your worst enemy if you got the love of God in you because we're responsible for one another. We'll say, I'm getting tired of them. Every time I turn around, they're doing this or that. What have you not done? Yours have not been shown openly, but you done done something you shouldn't be doing privately, so we shouldn't look at that person. To be honest with you, I'd rather have a person to be open and then just tell it just like it is than a person to be sneaky and look at you in your face and lie. Have you ever thought about it? Somebody hanging around you, you ask them something and they agreeing with what you saying, but deep down on the inside, they're lying. But a boastful person, when you ask them, well, how did this look? You better go take that off and take it off quick. That don't look godly. That don't look holy, baby. But a person that you think you can really trust, well, how did this look, girl? You look good in that. Go and wear it, girl. Go and wear it. No, you don't want a person like that. You want a person that's going to be open and honest with you. And some of our brothers and sisters are not open and honest. We have sinners that will tell you the truth more than a Christian to tell you the truth. That don't make no sense. Especially when we're getting taught. You know what the problem is? We don't want to lose friendships. We want to keep that friend. So we rather lie to people than tell them the truth. That's what the enemy wants you to do. But the scripture tell us that people leave the church because when a brother and sister... Um, talk to that person. This is what people say. If you got a person in the body of Christ and they're, do, let's say fornication. Fornication is just rapid. Let's say fornication and they're saying, that's my husband. That's my wife. That's who I'm going to marry. So it's okay for us to live together. But you're listening to what they're saying, but you're not saying nothing to them. They're coming to church every Sunday. They're feeling like it's okay. You know, they're doing things that they suppose that they need to do inside the church, but they're not living the way they should live. When you know that they're not doing what's right, you should tell them what the word of God says. And immediately when you tell them what the word of God says and they don't take the word from you, another brother and sister in Christ, they come up to them and they're saying, you know, I'm hearing some things concerning you. And I want to come to you out of love and I want to talk to you with what, I, what I'm hearing. And they're saying, why are you all up in my business? That's none of your business. God still loved me. Then you still should give them truth. You still should tell them what the word of God says. Now think if two or three or four people in the same congregation tell them the same truth. It's either going to draw them or it's going to drive them. They're either going to say, I'm not, I don't want to go to that church. They condemn you all the time. People do this. They condemn you all the time. They're telling you what you shouldn't do, what they ain't doing. Then they try to find stuff that you're not doing, that you should be doing, because you went to them. So that's the reason why people leave the church, because they don't want you to tell them what's right. They want to live like they're living and want you just to leave them alone. How can you leave a person alone when you know that's sin and when you know that's what God done away with through Jesus Christ? See, people trying to pull the grace card on people. If you know you saved by grace, it is through faith, though, and it is a gift of God. You don't have to work for it. Anything that I get free that I don't have to work for, why am I going out there doing stuff that grace paid for? If grace paid for it, and I know what grace paid for, why am I going back and doing it? It's because I have a will. I have a choice. This is what I choose to do. But we as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to encourage people through the word and let them know he paid the price for that. And don't you know that you open a, a door to the enemy to give him enroll in your life, to bring other things in your life through that one sin? Because when you commit one, you commit them all. 
But Jesus paid the price for every last one of them. So why you want to give the devil a foothold? Why do you want to open the door to the devil? But we do it in love because Galatians, the sixth chapter tells us if we find a brother in fault, we restore that brother and sister. We restore them. We don't condemn them. We don't go tell everybody, guess who I saw? I saw him going in the hotel. I saw him coming out. I even got pictures. I'm going to show it to pastor. That's her pet peeve. I'm going to show you what your pet doing. That's not godly. If you're watching them like that, you should be ministering to them the word of God. You should be telling them the truth. And some people leave the church because they don't want people to tell them the truth when it comes to sin. So they'll leave. Then the other reason is disagreement over scripture. That's in 2 Timothy 2, verse 14 through verse 16. Now, people disagree over scripture because they feel as if when somebody checked them on that scripture, they get offended. They feel like, oh, you think you know more than me? So when people are coming up to them and checking them on what they're saying because it's out of, out of um, alignment with what the word is saying, they get upset and they'll leave the church. I had this incident to happen. We had somebody that was teaching up in here and they was teaching foreign stuff. I mean, it was way out there. And people were sitting there listening, you know, trying to be so humble and trying to be so loving. So when I listened to it, I said, oh, no. This can't happen up in here. So I pulled the member aside. I took the word of God. I listened to what they were saying. I went into the word of God and I pulled scripture. And I said, I hear what you're saying. But this is what truth says. And we go by what truth says. And if it don't line up with truth, it don't happen up in here. Because it's coming against what God is saying. Everything that they said that was against the word of God, I opened the Bible and I showed them what the word was saying. Guess what? They left. Because they believed what they believed and they were not going to change their belief. Did it hurt my feelings? No. Because I said, you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. And we're not going to have any conflict over this, but I know what's not going to be taught in here. So they left because they were not coming into agreement with truth. And I believe today they're still teaching some of that now and got some people listening to it. So we don't go in here and we don't try to fuss with one another. We just present the truth and we go on. So people, when you disagree with them, when it's not agreeing with the word, they'll get upset and they will leave. I had another incident where a person went to minister somewhere and me as being their pastor out of respect, they, they told me that they were asked to go minister somewhere. I said, well, praise God. So I was sitting at my desk one day and the Holy spirit, it was like, call the place where they went to minister. So I called the place to see how everything went. And the lady said, praise God. It went good. You know, thank you for allowing them to come over here. And I say, you are certainly welcome. But they call this person an evangelist. I said, excuse me. Well, they said that they're your advancing no, they're not. And I'm not talking about Kathy Newton. <laughs> I had to clear that up over there in the corner. So nobody wouldn't say, was it her? And anyway, when I say, no, ma'am, I didn't ordain them to be an evangelist. The person got mad, and they left the church. See, the Holy Spirit will let you know what's behind people and what they do and how they do it. So that's why we have to hear what he has to say, and we have to obey what he's saying, because if we don't, guess what it's going to bring? It's going to bring disruption in the body of Christ, and we don't want that to happen. So when you're not in agreement with someone, on what they teach, then they will leave the church. So these are reasons that people leave the church. Um, i give you another example. If somebody think that God has called them and they feel like they should have a position in the body of Christ, but God is saying, okay, no, I still want them to be taught. They are novice. They're new at this. They're excited. They need more of the word of God. 
I don't want them up there teaching right now because they're in pride. They don't want to humble themselves. So they need to sit a little longer. So when, and this is what happened. When you let them sit a little longer, they won't bother you. But everybody else in the congregation is telling them because they're bringing scripture, you need to preach. You need to do this. You need to do that. But God ain't told me that. God said, let them sit a while. So in the sitting a while, they get mad because people in the church that are ignorant, and I'm going to say this, ignorant meaning that you don't know. You keep encouraging that person, you need to preach. You need to teach. God got that call on your life. Why are you sitting there every Sunday? Everybody else doing something except you. Sooner or later, that person going to blow up like a loose cannon. And I have had that to happen. And guess what? Some of them left. I had another minister that come from another church. They were already, well, let me put it this way. On license, and I believe God is doing this in here for a reason. On license, they'll put minister of the gospel. You are all ministers. You are all ministers. All of us have the great commission. But they use that word minister of all y'all can minister the gospel. You don't need no license to go out and minister. As long as you're getting taught, you coming in here and you getting taught, you can go out and minister the gospel. You don't need a license to minister. You don't need a license to read a scripture. You don't need a license to hold communion as long as you're taught about communion. You don't need all of that. But people use that because they're saying, if I put minister there, they're going to know that they have been taught. So this gentleman said, you know, I'm going to sit up under your teaching. I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do. Don't even look at my title. I never did because I'm looking at your heart. I don't look at just because you got a title in front of your name. Title don't move me, y'all. I look at the heart of the person. God let me see the heart. He let me see the motives behind the person. The person sat, 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 sat till they got tired of sitting and they left. See, God will try you. You're tried by your words. Because, see, you cannot mix um, all of the, let me put it this way. Non-denomination, denomination, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, everybody got a name. But the name I go by is Jesus. All of us are one in the body of Christ. When you mix all of this doctrine together, you're going to have a hot mess. Because the traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. This place believe this, this place believe this, this place believe this, this place believe that. And this is the funny part in all of this, y'all. When a mortician come into church, he's trying to find the dead body. Because there ain't no life in the church. Because the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. God is about life and not death. So that's why you have to teach according to the word of God. The, this is the word. But man have added to the word to make it be their church and not God's. And we don't do that. So people that don't want to go by what the word is saying, they will leave because they think this is what we need to be doing. So people leave for those reasons as well. So we see disagreement over scripture will have a person to leave because they think that they know more than anybody else. And the church is not giving them what they need. Have y'all noticed this church splits? Everybody in the same church, you have one side believing this and you have another side believing that. I'm going to tell you why. In Clem, I do not open up discussion. Let me tell you why. Because everybody have something they believe or something they heard and you get into debate. Some Bible studies have everybody sitting around they take a scripture and they ask somebody, what do you have to say about that scripture? One say this, then say, well, I believe this. Then another say, I believe this. Then you got a bunch of confusion and truth still haven't been presented. Because everybody have a way of looking at the scripture, but they are unlearned. I watched, um, me and my husband went into McDonald's to eat lunch one day. And we had some church folks sitting at the table discussing Bible study with the pastor. 
So I said, that's awesome. They ain't here eating lunch discussing Bible study. Pastor right on it. But then somebody else come in with what they thought. But he was teaching truth. But then somebody else said, this right here. And I'm like, you're going to wash out this truth right now. So the pastor was trying to be so humble to hear everything everybody said, but it was bringing confusion. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, he had truth. I'm listening to nothing but truth. But then he opened it up and somebody had something else to say about what he was speaking. That's not how you do it. You know how I know that's not how you do it? Because my Bible don't speak of that. When those apostles got baptized, y'all noticed it, and they followed Jesus, his way of doing things, what happened? They set up under the apostles' doctrine. They got taught, and then they were made disciples, and they taught them what they were taught from the apostles, did they not? And when Jesus taught them, he sent them out, and they followed what Jesus told them, did he not? But if they had a question of what they did not understand, they did ask, didn't they? But they didn't interject over the truth. Read your word. Why do we have that in churches? It's because everybody have an opinion. They have natural opinions of how they feel about scripture, but they have no revelation. They haven't studied the word. They heard somebody say something. And they took it to heart, but how do you know it's true? You have to know the truth, and the truth is what makes you free. So disagreement over the scripture will have people leaving the church. You can read 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 16. And also in Jude 3, it tells us to contend for the faith. And when we're contending for the faith, y'all, we are contending based on what we believe. But we don't just sit up there and debate over it. We don't do that. If you believe what God is saying, you don't have to debate over it if you believe it. Amen? So the next thing is disunity. So in discord amongst brothers. We have that in the church. And you can go into Proverbs, the 6th chapter, verse 16 through 19. And these, this is an abomination to the Lord. This is what the Lord don't like. So if there's a brother that's showing discord, disunity then we have to go to that brother or sister. And if we go to them and enough people go to them, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go say, everybody's against me in the church. I don't think, and then whoever they're talking to that's ignorant when it comes to the word of God, you know what they're going to say? Come to our church. We don't have that. We don't have that in our church. We show love in our church. He who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone. Then they gain somebody and then trouble go to their church. See, this is what happened. So this is why y'all got to understand when you're getting taught the word of God, you're supposed to hear it and you're supposed to do it and you don't supposed to let your brother or sister fall no matter how hurt they are. That's their feelings. They'll get over those feelings. But the life of God that you're giving them through the word, guess what? Eventually they're going to say, it ain't them, it's me. Anybody that don't see themselves and you got five or six people coming to you and telling you the same thing, you got a stronghold in your life and you don't want to recognize it. If you got several people coming to you, keep telling you over and over the same thing, you got to stop and you got to seek the Lord and say, Lord, it must be me. I got too many people coming up at me. And you know what we do? We try to justify it. No, you need to go into prayer and say, Lord, these people come to me. With the same thing. And you need to say, is it I? Didn't this, you remember when um, Judas Iscariot, Iscariot was uh, betraying Jesus? All of them say, is it I? Is it I, Lord? You already know who you are. But, but if you didn't know it was you, why are you saying, is it I? This is what we do, right? So a person that's show, uh, sowing discord in the body of Christ, we through the love of God, want to keep unity in the body of Christ. So that's why it says in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 3, the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. 
So we want to be what? Peacemakers in the body of Christ. We want to keep the unity. So we want to go to that brother or sister that's sowing that discord, and we want to minister to them the word of God. And, and sometimes people sow it so much all the time, they don't even realize they're doing it. Because it's become a part of them. They go to every brother and say, look, let me, let, me, let me tell you something. I ain't talking about Sister Jennifer now. I ain't talking about I love Sister Jennifer now. Isn't she a sweetheart, Teresa? She's just as sweet as she want to be now. Come on now. She just give you her laugh. But girl, I got to tell you this. I don't know if you heard it. But listen here, we're going to pray for her now. I'm, I'm telling you this so we can pray. Because you got to know what to pray and how to pray. That's why I'm telling you, girl, about it, Teresa. You got to know how to pray. I'm so in discord. But I'm using the word to do it. So, Brother Manny, come along. Manny, I got something to tell you, brother. Sister Jennifer, she's sweet. Sister T, she said, yeah, she's sweet, but you got to hear this, Brother Manny. You got to hear this. And Manny come in with correction. And he come in with the word of God. The first one that get mad is me. Then I'm going to sow some discord about him. Look at him. He think he know everything coming up in here and think he trying to be an old Jehovah witness. I ain't going to have it. I'm, I'm just going I'm to I'm fix that. I'm going to fix that because he think he, I know the word too. He ain't the only one that know the word. So then I move a little bit farther with it. Not Manny in it. I'm going to talk about him. I went from Jennifer to Manny. And I'm going to keep it moving. And Teresa walking right along with me. She got her side. I got mine. And everybody getting a different story. So see, when you sow in discord, that means that you're not trying to keep the unity of the faith. And when you know what discord is, how many heard discord in the church? Do y'all have hands? See, you're scared even right now. You hear it. But you're supposed to come in with love. And you're supposed to keep the unity. And then the Bible says that we're supposed to esteem others better than ourselves. Meaning that we're supposed to take interest and other people instead of always taking interest in us. We got to see us sometime. We got to see others sometime instead of putting us in a place that we don't supposed to be. That keeps the unity too, y'all. It ain't all about me. It ain't all about you. It's about him. So that's bringing unity in the body of Christ. We're forgetting about ourselves all the time. And when Manny would come to me and tell me, okay, giving me the scripture, I should immediately humble myself and say, thank you, brother. I didn't recognize that because when you let it go too long, the enemy know he's building a fortress with that person and that person think it's normal. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. And that's how it is in the body of Christ. You have somebody just running off at the mouth all the time. People running from him instead of telling them the truth. Oh, here they come. Here comes Sister Sally again. Come in with something. I don't want to hear it today. I'm tired of hearing it. Well, why don't you speak truth in love? I don't want to deal with that person. Have you ever dealt with them before? You can't talk to them. They crazy. Everybody got issues in the body of Christ. Amen. So, so in discord. Personal offenses. We have offenses that we hold with each other instead of going to our brother. Matthew 18 will solve everything in here <laughs> that I'm going over. We go to our brother or sister that we have ought against, that we hold an offense. Do you know some people are holding offense and, and talk to you like everything's okay? Oh, I love you. I love you so much, girl. Let's go do some lunch one day. And deep down in their heart, they can't stand you because they're holding a personal offense. If we do like the word of God tell us to do, according to Matthew chapter 18, 15 through 20, it tells us to go to that person we have ought against. If that person don't receive us, we take two more. We take another person. If that person don't receive those two people, we bring it to the who? To the church. And if they don't want to receive the church, they're just like a heathen. 
If we follow this, we're getting these isms and schisms out of the body of Christ because evidently they don't want to be part of the body because they're causing discord. And it'll run rapid in the church. And then when that lie starts, guess what? It keeps going like cancer. Y'all, it was right here in Miracle Temple. People knew the truth, but they were scared to come up against this person because how the person was. That person was just like a, a, a rattlesnake. If you said something opposite of what they say, and they'll get on you. So people didn't want to deal with that person, so they rather for that person to talk about the pastor then rather tell that person the truth because they knew how that person was. We don't do that. We follow what the word of God tell us to follow, and we do what the word of God tell us to do. We are hearers so we can be doers of the word. So personal offenses, people leave because of that. Unwillingness to submit to authority. We have some people that says, you don't tell me what to do. I left my husband home. Or you don't tell me what to do. I left my wife at home. If you cannot submit to leadership, then you're not submitting to God. Because that's who God has put you up under. Some people act like they're submitting, but they're not submitting. Because deep down inside, they're saying it with their mouth, with their lips, but their heart is far from what you're doing. So that's why God show you people hearts. He lets you know they're doing it, but they're not doing it from the heart. So it's meaning nothing to God because you're not submitting to the authority that God has put you under. So unwillingness to submit will cause people to leave the church. The scripture again is Hebrews 13, verse 7 through verse 17. And another one is to turning away from the truth. Turning away from the truth. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2 through verse 4. You're going to have people turning away from the truth. And those are the um, wrong reasons for leaving a church. Now, I'm going to pause right there, and I have a few more on reasons for leaving the church. But I want to ask you a question. I gave those reasons, but I know there are many more. I'm not here to debate. Is there another reason why a person would leave the church? Anybody? Why they would leave the church. A wrong reason for leaving the church. Wrong reason. Somebody hurt their feelings? Would that go under personal offense? Quana? Jealousy? There you go. Tyson? Because, say it again, Tyson. Thank you. That is one. How did I miss that one? Yeah, some people leave the church because the pastor that they wanted to be chosen was not chosen. Or the one wasn't voted. Y'all, we having so much of that. Churches are mad because the pastor that need to be there, they don't want them there. So they say, if you leave him or her here, I'm leaving the church. Isn't that a wrong reason to leave the church? Is there another one that somebody heard of a wrong reason for leaving the church? Okay, some people might want to use the church for something and they can't use it. So they say, I don't want to be a part of that church. I pay my tithes. I want to come up in here and I want to have a concert. And the pastor said, no, I've been here for 13 years and I've been giving good money and I can't have my concert up in that house. No. <laughs> if it ain't lining up with Jesus, no. And thank you for reminding me of that, honey. I had somebody to come to me and I, they were saved, but the lifestyle didn't add up to who they say they were. And the kind of music that they were promoting didn't line up with who they say they were. And they said, can I use your church? No. So I'm, I'm a terrible person because I know how to say no. But if they come to you, they wouldn't have to come to me because you already know. Right? But you know what some people say? Uh, 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 act like you're stuttering. Uh, 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 go, 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 go ask the pastor. You already know what you're sending them to me for. We all part of the body of Christ. You already know the truth. What you need to say is, um, what did you say you want to use the church for? 
Well, we're having a concert, and we're inviting different kind of groups um, for the concert. You know, we're going to invite Vanilla Ice and all these right here, and and then we're going to invite um, Tamla Man, and, but still we're going to have um, Snoop Doggy Dog and all of this. What you need to do is minister to them and say, well, I'm going to say this. I'm saying, no, she's not going to let you do it because light and darkness don't mix. We can't be unequally yoked. But go ahead and ask them. Help me, church. But you know what some people do? They don't even tell truth. They just say, go ask the pastor. You know why? Because that was their friend. Why, why are we not doing what the word tells us to do? Help me with that one. Now, I'm open the floor for that one. Why are we not doing what the word of God tells us to do when it comes to family and friends? Hello, somebody. Looking at who they are? Pam? Okay. Right. Because you don't want to be rejected by those people. I see what you're saying. And, and the Bible tells you that foolish and unlearned questions, them. Ain't that what it say? Foolish and unlearned that is not benefiting to the hearer that bring faith according to the word of God, you shun that. See, this is why you're getting taught. You're spending too much time trying to bring correction to somebody that don't want to be corrected. You're wasting your breath because they want to try to make you look like a fool and act like they know. I stand for this. Mike? Amen. Amen. We want to play word-based music. I, I'll give you an example, Mike. We had some good times. Still have some good times up in here. Judah, y'all remember? My Judah crew looked like they were the Ikeettes. <laughs> they were doing, I can't do like they were doing. Right up, right up to each other on the mic. Going at it. I come out that office. I was hearing, doom, doom. They're getting down out here. I said, shut it down. Shut it down. I don't hear nothing. But I was hearing, I wasn't hearing it magnifying God. Guess what? Somebody got upset about it. And they told me, they said, that's what I was used to. But I was never told different. I said, that's all well and good, but you in here now. And you've been taught in here what's right. So for that to happen... You wasn't hearing clearly. That's all. We still love you, but we're just not going to let it happen again. That's all. But they were so stuck on being embarrassed that they shut down. 
It ain't about being embarrassed. It's about him and his word. So when we do music or whatever we do, we're here to glorify him. If that music is not bringing glory to him, it shouldn't bring glory to us because he's in us. So somebody should feel a pricking within them to say, uh, 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 uh. I'll give you another example. And it wasn't a bad thing. During the anniversary, we had somebody to dance, right? And they danced off a limp. I'm going to keep my limp. They, but wait, they didn't think nothing was wrong with it. They didn't know. But I couldn't sit there and say, you can keep the limp. Because God don't want you to keep the limp. He paid the price for the limp. But the next song was to encourage yourself, so I incorporated that. You can encourage yourself while you limping, knowing that you don't have to keep the limp. But we ain't going to let people think, I'm still going to limp and serve God, because God can heal the limp. So we have to bring truth to what we're doing. So if I didn't open that up, people leave out of here and say, I can keep this limp. No, you don't have to keep the limp. If you choose to keep it, that's you. But I got to tell you what the word says. He can heal you of that limp if you want to be healed. See, that's why we have to bring truth, y'all. Now, let me ask you a question. Would anybody else have to stood up? Anybody? Kathy said she would have said something if I hadn't said nothing. But some people probably thought, why did apostles shut that down like that? Now, that wasn't right. She was doing the best she could. She come up in here. It wasn't about Lisa. It was about God. See, y'all got to know the difference. And I probably was talked about because I said what I said because people were looking more at feelings than they were looking at scripture. It ain't about feelings. It's about the word of God. We supposed to do open rebuke. The word tell you that. But you know what people say? You should have waited after she finished. No, 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 no. You had a bunch of people in here that would leave out of here with something that needed to be corrected. A good pastor is not going to let nobody leave out of a church when you have an opportunity to bring truth. No. Another thing before I say this. Y'all, bless your heart. Went to one church service. I believe you was the evangelist. What's the man named uh, um, Allah? Is it Allah? Is that what they call him? Muhammad. We went to a funeral and Muhammad was being praised at the funeral in the church. Pastor on the pulpit. That's his pulpit, right? <laughs> they did the, the little, I don't even know how you say it to Muhammad. Oscar Lama Summer. Something. Did it right there. A whole slew of pastors. Even the ones that supposed to be high pastors. He got up there and people that was with his God was praising him. Every last one of them didn't open their mouth. And do you know what somebody did afterwards? They called me <laughs> a member of the church. No, they didn't call me. They saw me in a store. Come up to me and say, I need for you to talk to my pastor. He, he let that go. He shouldn't have let that go. I said, excuse me. That's between you and your pastor. Is that where you go? Is that who you sit up under? Yeah, I said, well, you need. I done talk to my pastor. I said, in the conversation. Don't be putting me in your mess. See, they want to use me then, y'all. They already know I'm hated because of the word's sake. I'm already persecuted, so they, they want to use me. <laughs> Jennifer, tell me, what's one more? <laughs> but when you love the word, you ain't going to let that whatever go on in this house. We're supposed to, y'all don't wait on me to bring correction. If you're getting taught truth, you're supposed to bring correction. I don't care who it is. 
You're supposed to bring correction and love. Because that stuff spread like wildfire. And everybody think it's right when it's wrong. That's the devil, y'all. But people so afraid to, to bring correction. Won't even bring it on Facebook. Ooh. <laughs> Say you do it. Say you do it. Say you bring correction on Facebook. I ain't going to mess with that. Because if I mess with that, they might not be my friend. People scared to bring correction on Facebook. Because they scared they're going to lose friends. That ain't God. It's not. Because y'all are accountable. Because y'all are getting taught truth. If y'all want to preach, preach what you're getting taught and see what happens. Come on, tell somebody truth and see how many family members are going to come to your house. See how many people are going to want to stay with you now. <laughs> come on, see. See how many people are going to show up because of truth. You're going to be hated for the truth. You're going to be persecuted. Trouble's going to come because of the truth. People turning away from truth. That's how you know you're on fire for God. That's when you need to rejoice. I mean, be exceedingly happy and say, thank you, God, because of truth. Now, some people are going to turn away from you because you're your mouth. <laughs> so know the difference. This is good stuff, ain't it? This is what we're supposed to be getting. Tyson. But God turned it around. He turned it around because guess what? That wasn't the song she was going to dance off of. I didn't know it. That sound person back there, Athea and Gloria, they check music when somebody want to dance. And I trust their judgment. But that anniversary, my mind was saying, where was Athea? I headed back to where Athea. They said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was the last minute. That's why we got to be on one accord. We got to be on one accord. We got to come into agreement. That's all. That's all we do, y'all. We come into agreement. Amen. Reasons for leaving a church. False doctrine. If you're in a church that's teaching false doctrine, you get up out of that church quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's Galatians 1, 6 through 9. Sin in the church not being dealt with. If you in a church and it's a lot of stuff popping up in church, fornication, adultery, lying, stealing, everything going on up in the church and everybody having affairs with one another, homosexuality, lesbian, all that stuff going up on in the church and nothing is being dealt with. Leave the church. Another reason is if you move to another city, that's the reason to leave the church. Death. That's a real reason to leave the church. So if you die, you free from Miracle Temple here. And please don't use this one. I need to put in number eight for wrong reasons to leave the church. God told me my time was up. Now, um, Miss, Miss Deborah looking at me like a deer in headlight. <laughs> God told me my time is up. If you got a good teaching church, you're getting the word of God. They're following what the words say to do in personal offenses, sin, and all of that. And all that's in alignment. Why would God tell you to leave the church? Somebody tell me, please, please, I want to hear it. Why would God tell you to leave a church when that church is in alignment with him? 
Anybody? Is there an answer for that? Many of you have one? Tell me. Let's just don't lie on God. Let's just come to me and say, I don't feel like this is where I need to be at this time. Okay. But don't put God in it because you're lying on God. Amen. So we went over this. We will have a test on this. I hope you got all of them. And if you did not, guess what we have? Live. Well, you can go back and listen again. So you can't say, I didn't hear it. Amen. And if it's something that you didn't understand that I said, please get with the one that said it. So we can come to an understanding before you throw me under the bus and go to another pastor and they don't understand what I'm teaching and then my name is all everywhere. Amen. So we thank God for the teaching on membership and y'all we're not through yet because we want to make sure everybody's on one accord and you can answer from what you're getting according to the word of God and you don't have to send nobody to me. You have the word and you give them the word. Amen. Amen. Is Julia? You know what? Thank you, Julia. Church hurt. People leave because of church hurt. Isn't that true? Personal offenses too. We put that under there. Because that's church hurt. And if you don't clear up the church hurt from the church you got hurt, you're going to bring that into another church. And then you're going to get offended in that church and say that church hurt you. And then you've been all over Pender County and you ain't got nowhere else to go. Then you end up back into the first church that hurt you because you had issues when you went in. That's why we got to resolve these issues. That's why we go to Matthew 18 and we go to our brother and sister. You cannot wait a day to resolve an issue if the word tell you to resolve it. Why? Because the enemy build on that issue. He do building blocks and he even make you hear stuff the person didn't say no more. That's why we have to have a tape recorder to let the person hear what they said. Because the enemy done threw something up in there and you're like, where you get that from? I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I heard what you said. Then you said, wait a minute, let me just check with everybody else. Because I, 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 if I said it, I'm sorry, but I just don't remember. You go to everybody else and they say, no, you didn't say that. Oh, they just taking up for you. That's what you said. Okay, let me go to the tape now. Let's hear what the tape recorder said. We shouldn't have this in the body of Christ. But sometimes you have to put it in here to prove to that carnal-minded Christian that they're in error. And some people wonder why we do some stuff like this in Miracle Temple. It's because you have people that are so suspicious, that have strongholds, that are so offended, that you have to do this to show, let them hear themselves. So they can say, oh, but I wouldn't have said it if they hadn't have said it. See what I'm saying? Now they heard themselves, but they still saying what they wouldn't have done if that person, come on, somebody, deliverance is in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and y'all wonder why you have so many sheets. <laughs> it ain't because we need them. It's protection from evil folks in the body of Christ that want to lie on you. That want to say you did something. That you, and then when you got that little John Hancock, who signed it? Somebody signed my name. <laughs> this is why we do what we do, y'all. But everything we do, we want to do it under him. Amen. So I pray we're all getting something out of this and y'all don't have to bring stuff to me. You know how to handle it yourself through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Don't dump it all on the shepherd because the shepherd got sheep that's getting taught. You can lead them to the water where they can drink. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Do we have anything else before we close?
Quana, you have something? Announcements. Huh? 